0: Have you seen anything like that? Three shots, four par, I just do two. One puck, par four, birdie, woo-hoo. woohoo. New driver, info, replace, uh-huh. M2, par five, fairway, what you fin do? Uh-huh. Think I'll try to get on, uh-huh. into 2 start right, good line, good view. Uh-huh. It drew, shoot him, McAvon, two thumbs that's up uh-huh. high and two hey, fingers pointed at hey, you. you. Pew, pew. Oh, wow! wow. With the
1: and All right, here we are. Welcome to On the Screws Podcast, episode number 7 we I've got a good friend of mine, Sam McKee, on here. Uh, I'm gonna bring him in here. Get rid of the uh, the triple bogey background. How are you doing, Sam?
0: Doing well, Mac. How are you doing, bud? Nice good.
1: To Good, man. Nice to talk to you. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. How are things? Things are good. Good. Things good. are
0: good. You know, uh, well, I'm happy to be talking some golf. I'm looking out my window here. What is the Days Is it January 29th?
1: I know. But I'm All dreaming. Right. I'm starting to dream about it. We're getting up close. Only a couple months. I uh, know I was, I was walking out of work today, same type of thing. And I was just like, my hands were freezing. Like, I remember the, like the end of the season. I got to play into December. Thankfully, like, I don't know if you got out there, but, um, you, you follow my personal account. So I know that you could see me on there. Like, kind of, I don't know just being a degenerate hoping for the best to continue playing right but yeah it's we're getting close yeah. we're getting close hopefully but um yeah it is pretty cold right now um so sam and my uh sam's wife or his fiance and my wife are uh good friends they've been friends since like university forever um so i've known sam about 8 years um you know always I've kind known, of I've Known your wife before you been, buddy yeah yeah that's right that's right so um, yeah, he's been kind of putting up with her a lot longer than I have. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah,
0: we've,
1: we haven't really been out to golf. Um, but I know Ali, his wife, uh, or his fiance's is, uh, golfing this year and my wife kind of picked it up. So we're hoping to, uh, to get out and Sam's an Owen sounder. So I had to, uh, make sure I had the Erie Otters gear on today for today's episode, but I don't know. Like, I know, I know. So. Uh, we've both been to the, what is it? The Harry Lumley or Bayshore. What's the rank there? Is that it? Yeah. Okay. Got it first. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. So, um, yeah. Uh, my wife's cousin is a player on Erie Otters, but he was drafted to Chicago and he's left this year. So Sam, I'm looking for a team, man. I'm looking for a team. If, uh, if Owen Sound will have me, I might just, uh, I might just come out there. It's the best barn in the OHL
0: man, I hey, I you won't get any complaints from me. I was a twenty year season ticket holder there. I spent a lot of a lot of nights, a lot of cold winter nights there with my grandparents, Saw a lot of greasy hockey games in my day, buddy. Four hour games, you know, a lot of fights, a lot of stuff going on, but I love that barn and that was a fun night. Best fries in the OHL. Love that place, has a close place in my heart.
1: I remember you telling me that that uh we were walking like downtown Owen Sound and you were like, Save room for the fries or whatever when we went to the game. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, great. Best best uh, Owen Sound attack player of all time?
0: It's a great question. Uh, one that I've obviously thought a lot about. Um, Bobby Ryan, obviously, is up there. He's, yeah. he's still, still doing well. He's kind of having a resurgent year with the Red Wings this year. No one's watching, though, because their Red Wings stink. I'm trying to think of some other guys. Uh, Andrew Burnett was a great on Sound. He still has the record for most points in this season. There's been a bunch of great guys. Yeah. Um, the, the team that won the OHL championship and went to the Cup. not as many household names on that team, but some guys I really love. Joey Hishin, who actually had a terrible concussion, couldn't play in the NHL, but just recently he's been. You remember when Bennington and Bieber were going to do that, yeah, uh, that charity shoot ever a few years Maybe was that a year ago? Times of Flat Circle and COVID times, buddy. I have no, no idea. how long Yeah,
1: it was yeah, that, that could be 10 years ago, that could be that could be two months ago. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> but it so Hishin was training. Bieber, because he was a uh, cause he's a Stratford guy, Hishin, and obviously Bieber's a Stratford yeah. guy, so Bieber put out that post on Instagram with him wearing an Own Sound Attack jersey and saying, like, the Own Sound Attack are the best hockey team in the universe, so that was pretty much the most exciting thing that's happened to Owen Sound in a long time, but yeah, yeah um,
1: Bennington's I, up I, there I too, man.
0: Yeah, for sure. He was the goalie when they won the championship. He's kind of had a down year in the past after they won the cup, but yeah. it was great for them when
1: they won it. So yeah, he's streaky. Sure. But uh, yeah, yeah, let's yeah. get into the golf. So maybe you got some fans out there, maybe somebody that might recognize you, Sam, from you're one of the Sportsnet golf guys. So you've got those yes. great little uh, snippets, videos. Um, so how did you um, and Brendan, right? Is it Brendan? Brent. Brent. How did you guys come up with that?
0: Well, I mean, we... <laughs> Like we've both been diehard like uh golfers for, you know, as long as we've known each other since way we worked with the fans, probably three or four years that we've been golfing together a lot. Yeah. We always love to talk golf on our shows and we just kinda came to this sports uh to brass. We're like, hey, like we think it's a pretty good thing right now. People are able to get out and golf. There's not a not a whole lot else you could do in the spring, right? Yeah. Because of COVID, there's a whole lot other stuff you do. So we thought we would you know, have a little bit of fun and do some stupid little stuff with the with the different regulations that were happening at golf courses this year. And then uh, we got to we got to go and do it at Copper Creek, which I don't know if you ever played there before. It's a spectacular course, hundred course in Canada. And uh, the guys out there, uh, John Young, the CEO of of um, Copper Creek Golf Group, was really helpful for us. And we just went out and shot it. We had a we had a cameraman, had a blast, and we got to you know we we talk golf all the time. I produced a golf show for the Fan this year, so. A lot of a lot of golf in my life, buddy. But yeah, that that was just kind of how we got it started. Starting That's as cool. friends playing golf, you know, dreaming dream on the golf course, talking about how we would love to do some videos, and kind of kept kicking down the door, and it happened. So yeah, we're hoping to do some more this year. Don't really know what's going to happen with with COVID or whatnot. But yeah, we're hoping to do a few more videos.
1: So you've been like a life or uh, playing golf, right? So like, was it Mike Weir? Were you playing as as a youth, like Tiger Woods? What got you into it?
0: So. I was really lucky. When I was a kid, my parents were members at, uh, sound golf club up in, uh, sound, obviously. Yeah. And it's now changed names, legacy Ridge. But when my parents were, when I was a kid, their membership, I think from the, up until the time I was 15 or 16, it was like 200 or 300 extra bucks for me to be able to play, like have a membership. Yeah. So I basically had a membership, my, all my formidable years and I spent a lot of summers at the golf course just, you know, I wouldn't exactly say playing the most uh, official golf. Uh, you know, when you're a kid from yeah. the age of, you know, seven or eight on, it's just kind of getting outside. Then you get into your sort of teen years, and you're not taking it as seriously as a – I wouldn't say you take it seriously. I don't really take it seriously now. But, like, you're not really understanding what you're doing out there. you just having fun with your friends, kind of screwing around. But, yeah, it, I got to sort of cultivate my love for the game just playing in the summers and, you know, spending time with my friends. at a bunch of friends at the golf course, and that's just – that's kind of how we did it.
1: Yeah, do you got a bunch of lefties as well in your group?
0: No, I, no. In my in my normal group now, uh, like my a couple of my friends from a, like my close friends in Old Sound don't play a ton of golf. But the guys who I used to play with when I was a kid, there was a few lefties. And now my regular golf group that I play with now, I think there's like four or five guys that we rotate in. Yeah, and only one other one other of them is is lefty. But I know you're a lefty, Mac. Yeah, I'm. I'm a lefty, and, and I take a ton of pride in it. There's yeah.
1: No, no, no. I'm a lefty. Um, it seems like uh like my my partner on here, Matt, he is he's a righty, but I think every other one of my friends in my close friend group are lefties. Um or no, uh my buddy Chef. Uh you know Chef, because uh, we we had our wedding there at the Three Six Kitchen Lounge. He sponsored our giveaway. So he's a righty. But aside from that, I think everybody else I play with is a lefty. It's crazy. So definitely a hockey dominated sport.
0: Well, I would never It either. You know, like you talked about Mike Weir just uh, when you were introducing there, and obviously Mike Weir had a huge influence on you know, he was a really great golfer. People forget how good of a golfer he was in his heyday. You always just think about the Masters. But he was a really great player for an extended period of time, right? And I always just thought it was so cool that he was a lefty and Canadian and on the tour, and I always just took a ton of pride in it. And as you know, Mac, a lot of these courses are designed to punish right-handed golfers. So there's a lot of dog legs to the left or, you know, shots that are kind of, you know, thinking about how right-handed golfers might play it. And right. I just like to let the, you know, my fade, as I like <laughs> to call it, eat around the corner or use that kind of bubba golf. So I, I love I love being a lefty. No Man, objective.
1: I've been a draw hitter since high school. Like since I pretty much, uh, I kind of more seriously took up the game around, the age of like 11 or 12, right? I got a hole in one with my mom, like at, at some like little goat track in Oshawa. And I was just like, oh, okay, like golf's easy. Like I'm going to continue to play this sport forever. And, uh, no, for whatever reason, when I started taking it a bit more seriously, I just, I just always hit a draw. Like I'm not a super long player. Like you call me noodle arm or whatever. Uh, my one post that time <laughs> I'm long off the tee, long off the tee. but man, I am not uh, along with my irons, but always a draw player, like just about a five-yard five, five yard, uh, draw or so. So I don't know if I share the same sentiment, but I think this year I'm going to try and ramp up the club speed a little bit. Um, I was off with an injury for a while, but, you know, kind of try and ramp it up a bit, which will naturally create a bit of that power power fade, right? So looking forward to that. I, I, I'm like
0: you too. I'm not pretty long off the team. i <laughs> I'm such a cheap ass dude. I, I should go out there and get myself a new driver. I've had the same driver. It's like this old burner driver that I've literally had for like 15 years. And I, I was up in on sound a lot this summer, right? Because I was spending like two or three weeks for the time up there because you can work from home, so right. I'd not be up there. And so my old man, we'd go out to the course and be like, "Hey, try this." And I tried this Sim Three Wood, the Taylor the Taylor Made like that brand new. Yeah. But I was hitting this three wood like a hot, like probably close to fifty yards past where I was hitting my driver. It's like I was just murdering it. Yeah. Well maybe I should maybe I should invest in a new driver, but too cheap. So yeah. I haven't done it yet. And I'll probably just
1: I'll probably, That yeah. that's the thing for like the average driver, like you can compare like say a seven iron, right? So I hit a seven iron between one sixty 160, one sixty five. So I'm not very long. But yeah. I'm a I'm a long driver. Like I probably average about two ninety off the tee. And like everybody likes to boast about that thing, but there is such a big difference. So like that's where I You know, like I have the M6, so it's like a newer driver. So if you catch it well, it's going to go far. But I don't have really like a good long iron game. So that's where I feel like kind of my strokes were missed this year when I was. Like I'm pretty good around the greens, like putting, I'm all right. But yeah, I don't know. Hitting the long irons and stuff. But the technology definitely does help. I got new gear this year after kind of being off for four years. And it made a big, big difference, man.
0: Yeah, yeah. so my, I have a, a great uncle of mine. Who's a lefty as well, and I'm the only other lefty in the family. And I have not bought a set of clubs in my entire life. He's yeah. Me, hand me downs, hand me downs. And I, when I say hand me downs, these aren't exactly like, you know, uh, persimmons, like woods. These are like unbelievable clubs you've yeah. been getting yeah, yeah. my entire life. And I have a set of irons right now that I really love. And I don't even know what they are. They're older tailor-mades, but they go a mile. I, my, my iron play is what I love the most about golf. I Good. love hitting longer irons. I love, that's like my favorite part of the game. So as long as I can get, my drive somewhere in the vicinity of the of the fairway, I'm happy.
1: Yeah, you're, you're really putting a Scotty Cameron, Cameron too, right, you said?
0: Yeah, that's so <laughs> my joke that I always make about that that club is that if I ever lost that club, I would quit golf because I I have such separation anxiety from this old putter. It's an old one. It's yeah. like the late 90s. I've never had it refinished, actually. It's an old putter, just a, a, a classic, you know, mallet, nothing to it. But man, oh man, I love it. I was lucky enough to get it re-gripped, so I had, like, a nice, like, the actual Scotty camera grip on it. Yeah. But, man, it, th- th- I don't know what it is about it. It's a lot of nostalgia, obviously. Of course. And it's just, it just works, right? And, like, I've tried other putters, like, you know, when I'm out with some of my buddies and they have their putters, I put it in my hand and I honestly just want to, like, throw it in the river, I'm like, get this thing away from me. I Give me back my Scotty. Well, look at Tiger. Yeah. Tiger's been, like, whatever, you know, he's gone away from the Scotty and Guess he always goes crawling back to the Scotty. Oh he man,
1: this, i like I've, the, I've been playing the uh, I've been playing the same like uh, Odyssey number nine. So it's like a, it's kind of like the heel style putter. Like I used to really love Phil. Like you know, growing up, like Phil's le- he's yeah. a lefty, unbelievable short game putter. So I I got this putter that at the time I could afford that kind of looked like something that he might use. Um, it and it kind of looks like this Scotty Del Mar. So I've been using That's that exactly. putter. I don't know, like 12 years or something like that. Love it. But you know how like golfing is like, sometimes you just feel like you need something new. Right. So I, I went out and picked up a new Scotty Del Mar just a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. So making it. Oh, that's why I got the mat in the basement. I, I literally just got it the other day. So, um, I was down there rolling some putts, uh, the last few nights. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that, how that, uh, mat goes. Cause I got to work on that pace, right? Like, so I know with this past year is kind of COVID. Um, yeah. you can't take the pin out. And at my course, they had kind of like that metal cup razor in there. So I know you were giving me the gears on that one putt that I, I literally hit like it would have went eight inches by the hole, <laughs> like would have went eight inches by the hole, but dead center cup hits the pin and it just kind of like stayed there or whatever and you said no 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 it doesn't count <laughs> oh man but uh
0: I, so here's a question for you Mac. yeah are you because after they changed the rules to where like even pre-covid yeah where you could have where it was allowed to just leave the pin in i haven't pulled the pin since i honestly me and the group that i played with never pull the pin. I I can never picture a world where I'll ever pull the pin again. I love the the target. I love the sort of, I don't know, it's just, I guess, maybe, I mean, we know how much of a mental game golf is. Of course. Maybe it's just like the mental thing, but I love the, just having the sort of target and you hit it and sometimes it feels like sometimes it shouldn't drop and it does.
1: Yeah. Sometimes it should well, I, I, I've been
0: a big fan of that.
1: science says it'll, it'll help. Right. So like at my, at my course, they had kind of like this metal razor that went in the middle. So the ball wouldn't go all the way in the hole. Like it would hit the pin kind of like, and it would just sit right here, you know? Okay. Um, so you could like, just kind of pull it out with your putter or whatever. Right. Yeah, They didn't have those pin caddy things that you pull up. So that was kind of it. Like, that's why, um, like, that's why I was kind of like more interested in, I, like pulling the pin really but you couldn't even the way that it was it was like kind of screwed into the bottom of the cup i guess right so i think you're right like you're definitely right logic of having the pin in will help more like more shots are going to drop if you're kind of chipping from around the green and whatnot it, it makes more sense of the pin in i don't know if we'll ever get to the point where the pin comes back out and just like recreational play casual play like us right
0: yeah well, I the course I play out here in, in West End Toronto at Lakeview. They have the, the, the cup raisers, which is lovely. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. It's like they had like the, the pull up of the putter or whatever. And the first, even the first, I don't know, two or three rounds, you still, if you hit like a decent putter or whatever, and you're fired up about it. You want to, you love pulling up the pants and going to. Oh yeah. The hole with your finger and you're like, oh shit, no, I can't do that. Like it's always there. So. Oh yeah. Uh, i I I like the, uh, I like the pin raisers the most, but these courses got creative over the summer. Like you see cool noodles. Oh, for sure. uh, So all these different sort of, you know contraptions that they came up with to kind of
1: curve it but yeah if you'd fun. go to some of the more like uh cost effective courses there would just be like a pool noodle wrapped around it and if you hit the pool noodle like the putts essentially in right so i saw a video that like the golf i think it was posted on like golf gods or something and the guy was just like hammering putts from six feet <laughs> just smashing the pin and and he i think he said he was like uh 59 hunting or 54 hunting or something like that on the round it was pretty cool what?
0: The, 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 one of the courses I, I play in Toronto, I don't play it as much because it's in the Far East and on West End, but Tam uh, O'Shanter, which is a classic sort of city of Toronto course, um, the first round we played on May 19th when we were all so fired up to get out on the course what a day that, that was, the first round out it was unbelievable, but they had it so that it was like the noodle the whole way up, and like so there wasn't even a hole Okay they, they, cha- they changed it mid-season because I think they probably got some complaints but that sucked you get out there and you're so fired yeah. up to play golf and it's like the most like the most exciting part about the game is when you get it on the green and you have a putt for you know whatever for par for birdie for bogey and you hit like an over ten foot putt and you see it drop into the hole that's debatably the best part of the game oh yeah you kind of take that away from it it's, wow I mean that kind of takes a lot of the fun away
1: so that i guess that kind of makes me think it makes me think specifically of a round i went out with the guys from work so i played kind of like a a scramble versus them so we um a couple of my staff at work one of them doesn't golf at all two of the other guys are like casuals. so i played against them and we were like i think we gave them uh so i i had the guy who doesn't golf and i had to use one shot of his on each hole and we got to the fourth hole and we were even but we had we had used a few of his shots. Like I strategically tried to use them at that time and it was my my course, right? So I was pretty comfortable with it. And uh, we, we got to the fourth hole and they like made a big birdie or something like that. So we were starting to get kind of worried and we got to the fifth hole and uh, fifth hole at the course that we were at is kind of over water. And I didn't hit a great shot, huge, like the green is massive. So I had like, I would say between a 50 and 60 foot putt with this huge, like 15 foot arch in it. And, uh, so they get in for par or whatever. And, uh, actually I think we were putting first cause they were, they were actually both inside us cause we had a side coffee bed on it and I drained the putt. Like I I drained the putt, man. And that is like, so with what you're saying, that is the best feeling, right? I actually made that putt twice. Matt, the other guy in the podcast here typically was with, uh, with me at a time where I made that. Very similar putt, similar pin location. So th- that was kind of like one of my better shots of the year. My my, I talked earlier in our podcast about my best shot of the year was on that same par three, hitting that pin. Um, yeah. So it's about one fifty five over water. I hit the pin and then it stopped like six feet or something. Like it didn't uh, didn't go in, unfortunately. But do you remember your best shot of the year, Sam? Oh god, I'm
0: terrible. Putting you, Put you on a
1: spot. Putting you on a spot. Actually,
0: you know.
1: Could be a putt, anything.
0: I had a few, few chip ins, like, I mean, nothing like too special. But I, you know, you mentioned the long putts. I think I did have the longest putt of my life this year. Probably, like, it was at, uh, um, what's the course called? Uh, Royal Woodbine, which is up by the airport. I had a few passes that were given to me from a, a co worker. Right. On. And there's a hole there that kind of has, like, a like the, the green, is like kind of a two tiered one. And I was on the bottom tier of the green. And it, my, honestly, like I'm not even exaggerating, it was probably close to a 75-footer. Wow. Like, just, like, like it just hammered it up this hill, it just broke right into the hole. Let me ask you what it was for, though. Uh, what, this was for
1: it was the first, I was going to say double. I was actually going to say double. So that's because yeah. at that point, that, that point, you're, you're kind of talking a quad, right? You're thinking like, this is a typical three putt. Like, I got to be happy with three putts from here. But some of the putts this year was crazy. Like, one of the stats that I was reading was Bryson was the first ever golfer, be longest off the tee and most like, so most strokes gained off the tee, most strokes gained on the green, which was insane. Like that, I've, like, it just doesn't ever go together. And then I was, uh, I really like Harry Higgs. Do you know Harry Higgs?
0: Oh yeah, buddy. Yeah, he's so big, like i has got that process here and he's like got the big boiler. I love the
1: Everyman. Oh yeah, yeah. man. He had like a 95 or a 98 footer or something this year on tour, which was like this Bryson had the longest I think. It was like just not or just under or over 100 feet or something crazy like that, but yeah. wild, man. Just wild putts. But I, uh, like we were kind of talking, uh, um, like just recently and they released like the player of the year. So I know you're kind of like a, you, you love golf just like me. Um, so this year it was DJ, uh, obviously like DJ was 93% of the vote. Like it was not even close. I don't even know who this other 7% were that voted for anybody else. Like they must've like mischecked or something. I don't know. Right. Do you, do you, uh, do you follow the LPGA a lot?
0: I... I don't follow it a ton but like i always if you know it's a major and Brooks in it I yeah i keep an eye on brooke because i'm a huge fan of hers I, yeah I yeah really, for sure i i love her just you know i there's everything about her she's pure class great golfer loves the way i love the way she swings she's just she's just a really 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 great canadian athlete and i always follow all of the canadian athletes but yeah. You know, I just said there's so much sports in my life, Mac. Like I you know, I follow I follow the LPGA on majors, I follow the PGA, you know, the MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, like all the stuff that I have in my life. So it's like some things kind of take a backburn. For sure. And I hate to say it though, but the LPGA does sometimes. But if you know, if Brooks in the hunt or Brooks floating around there. I, I love to watch it, and the the one that she had this year, where she was in the playoff on that at the, I think that was the A and A Inspiration with that big stupid wall behind. The oh,
1: man. And <laughs> yeah, I know, I and know.
0: She, and that, and the one woman she was playing against, I forget her name, but she wasn't playing so well and that the other woman nailed it like that chip from the back of the green that sent it to the playoff like that was an insane journey so i keep a good eye on brooke because i I love the way she plays the game
1: i remember watching that i can't remember who the other two were i want to say it was minji lee but i don't think corda something
0: corda jessica
1: or jessica corda uh she just won and then her sister's on tour as well but like it was blocking the water hazard i didn't even understand that like that giant wall just blocking a water was hazard.
0: Underneath it, it was it went like underneath it. And they had to like go in and like dig the ball out from underneath it. And it's yeah. like, that's usually there for fans, right? That's where the stand is for the fans, Right. So they're always like, they're like, Hey, we should, you know, replicate what this looks like when the fans are here. It's like, why? Yeah. There's no fans. Like just get rid of that and turn it into the actual hole with the water hazard behind. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's,
1: well, I guess was it was fun. cause it was like, <laughs> it doesn't make sense but I guess it was because it was kind of off like it wasn't anywhere close to where they should have been hitting the ball I guess but um, like I watched it actually quite a bit this year I really enjoyed it like I thought it was like even maybe more competitive than the men's just the, the like the equality along the tour right like from the best golfer in the world to like probably number 25 there was no difference like it didn't seem like that much of a difference in the play like I really, really enjoyed it. And like even this last weekend, uh, like Cora driving, like there was a three hundred thirty thirty one yard par four. She drove the green twice, like back to back days, just like crazy, man. Absolutely wild. Like speaking of Brooke Henderson, because Brooke's like a top ten long, like she's one of the top ten in driving distance on the LPGA, and she's got that like sort of like a little bit of like a John Daly kind of turnover on the top. Like I love it. I love her swing.
0: Me too. And, you know, I, I there's something to be said about the competitiveness of it. And the fact that Brooks already won a major in her career yeah. at, at such a young age, it's just there's so many women from all over the world that are so good. And the fact that she already has one, like, yeah. I, I think, you know, winning because in the men's, obviously, there's a ton of great players. But like, if you head into all these majors, you look who wins them. And it's like it's usually the top. It's the top guys who win them,
1: right? The yeah, it doesn't players. move outside kind of like that top seven to eight group. You you know it's kind of typically fallen in that area, right? Yeah. There's well, the European content is crazy. Like Tyrell Hotton right now is just like on fire. Like I love watching him. I guess like the other day he shot like a seventy seven in the first round and then was six under through six or something, like starting yet or starting today. So um but I See Young Kim was the one who won the Player of the Year in in uh, the LPGA, so she was kind of my pick a couple of times. Like I had picked her in a few events, and she always seemed to kind of be that one right up near the top. So like I definitely believe it. Um, she was kind of I think she had a twelve top tens or something like that. And then uh, like with the Champions Tour, I followed quite a bit this year. Like with the Phil with Phil getting involved, and like Mike Weir playing a couple events, and Bernhard Longer won the Player of the Year, which you can't really you can't really argue with right like he's like just steady every every tournament the guy's in the top 10 man like it's it's awesome
0: i know you love phil but i had some takes on phil going over there and playing it's like all oh, we get it phil like like it's just he's just it, he's just me 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 like all he wants to do is go out there and have it be about him like it's just such classic phil and i loved that the match that they had yeah
1: there. i was just gonna ask you that how you thought about that
0: Well, I like that because that's, I think, what Phil's great at now. He's such a great sort of ambassador for the game. And, like, I I can't wait until the day where he finally hangs it up and becomes a commentator because that's when it's going to be really good. But, you know, him going over to the Champions Tour and beating the wheels (laughs) off all these old guys, like, for a longer. At the Masters, didn't he tie Bryson or beat Bryson?
1: He, I think like, he beat Bryson by a stroke, stroke by the end of it. Yeah, he made the cut, and then they were both at minus three on Sunday, I think. And he ended up, Dude, like, he was floating around there. He was competitive, you, right?
0: Yeah, but he's an older guy. you know how hard that setup is for the Masters? Like, how long, and these greens, and, like, there's a couple of those par fours. I think it's seven there. I can't, The front nine, I'm not as, like, I can't pull yeah. the numbers off from there's a there's a really hard par four on the front nine. It's either five or six or seven, one of them, and it's like 460 yard par five. Uh, par four, sorry, and longer going driver three wood into these par fours. It's like he's he's the fact that he's under par at his yeah. age. At a major championship setup, it's unbelievable. So good on him. I love that guy.
1: Bryson's just hitting the. He's he's hitting the fifty six in. Like I I think it was. I watched like a whole tutorial at Augusta, right? And 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 there were some very long par fours. And I think the first hole was four hundred and sixty seven yards. And I'm going to try and get an angle here. Like it looked like. It's uphill like on this type of grade the whole way. Right. They're just like chugging straight uphill. So it's probably playing like they said it would probably play something like five twenty five thirty. Like, yeah, even even for me, like fairly long off the tee, like I'm still going to be hitting a long iron, like or at least a mid iron into that. And like it's crazy. Like if Bryson puts it together, he's hitting a gap wedge. Right.
0: Yeah, but Bryson, you know, I, I hate to admit that I sprinkled a couple of my hard-earned shackles on Bryson DeChambeau to one the Masters this year, and, you know, I could have just lit some money on fire, or maybe you've gone out and bought Allison a nice dinner or something, because that was a waste of money, but...
1: Yeah, it was, like, everybody in our, uh, I was in, a like, a pretty good pool that week, and I, I finished third, so they only paid out to the, the top one. It was not bad, um, but I had a throwaway in Bryson, and then Morikawa was kind of... Eh, like, he was one of my picks because, like, phenomenal iron play, right? I was, like, thinking Augusta, you know, he's not as long as some, but the guy can still play. So that was uh, that was what got me. Otherwise, I was I was pretty good. I think somebody had answer in there. I had Cameron Smith and uh, DJ, of course. Everybody picked DJ and uh, and Bryson. But, yeah, oh, it that was.
0: Cam that Cam yeah. Smith is one of my faves. That mullet. Love his game plays, Yeah. Name. Played... <laughs> Both. Master seems like one of the guys really big fan of
1: that guy yeah i think um right now i think on tour that's that's my guy like if i'm picking if i'm picking a player i think he's also got a great game right so um but i like wa- watching him and harry higgs like those two guys just kind of you can tell they're just having a good time and uh <laughs> yeah shout out to cam smith too because he did check out one of my posts uh last week on instagram so he viewed it didn't follow, didn't do anything else, but we're, you know, we're building a relationship, Cam Smith and I. I've referenced him almost every week, so so we're getting there. But uh, this has been great, Sam. I just kind of wanted to get on, man, chat some golf, kind of see what you guys were doing with uh, Sportsnet. Not sure how much time I have on the recording, so I don't want to eat up uh, too much of your night too, but I really appreciate it, man. It's been great to kind of talk about golf and kind of see uh, – I don't know. Just see what we got planned for uh, for this year coming up. Like, what do you what are you thinking? Are there a couple courses that you can uh, let anybody know? Let me know. I got to check out. I know we've talked about Cobble Beach. I posted that great shot of you. I I hand I hand fed you your shot of the year, and you didn't even take it, man. So if anybody's listening, go onto our Instagram, check it out because I posted this guy. He's like six foot ten, beautiful swing, <laughs> beautiful swing, and he he you hit it to what? I don't know, five feet, four feet, five feet.
0: Yeah. I'm- yeah that probably would be my shot of that well like
1: very, so when you think yeah. about when you think about the whole concept of the shot like everything involved the backdrop like it was whole 17 at Cobble Beach yeah yeah, yeah so just beautiful the
0: part about that is too is that I had had a few bowls of loud nose soup heading into that too so I wouldn't exactly say I was stone sober which makes that shot even more impressive than maybe the pot but yeah, if anyone... Cobble Beach is unbelievable, man. Like, yeah. it really, really is. It's pretty pricey, and then you, know, you gotta be up, get up there or whatever, but, like, I highly recommend it. It's a top 100 course in Canada now, and it's it's an amazing spot. But if you're going up to Sound, man, I and mean, you're gonna maybe get a hotel for the night, you can play Kabul and you can play my home course, Legacy Ridge, which is a classic Stanley Thompson design. One of my favorite courses in the world where I learned to play the game. Beautiful views of Georgian Bay. It's incredible as well. So both those courses are real gems up there but yeah those two are my, are my faves you know up in that area but if anyone's ever if you've ever played the uh tpc toronto at osprey valley i don't know if you've ever played any of those courses mac but
1: no um, i didn't get out courses, there this year
0: one, one of the cor- well one of the courses there is called the hoot and there's there's three courses there and i've only played two of them but the one that's called the hoot is one of my favorite courses i've ever played in my life it's unbelievable dude and it's pretty reasonable like for a treat, I think it's like a hundred bucks and you can walk it. Like yeah. for a treat to play one of the nicest courses in Ontario, man, it's it's a must it's a must. And it's only like an hour north of
1: Toronto, so yeah, a couple of guys in my group played it this year. No regrets. They loved it. Um, yeah. I know I was telling you about Black Bear Ridge because it's like quite a ways for you, but uh it's it's a
0: Kingston
1: bike. Oh man, yeah. So that's that's like you would have to get a gray a greyhound from where you are to go out and check out that course. But <laughs> it's uh <laughs> It's like for the price, like I think like I played it mid season or early in the season, it was like 60 bucks to walk it. So we grabbed a cart. The guy said, like, why don't you take a cart? It's kind of long. And it was definitely long. Um, Like it's been on the McKenzie tour, like in the past. It's beautiful course. It's been as high as like top five. I don't know if it still is top five condition in Canada, but it is like right there. Beautiful, extremely difficult. So I'd been off for like, I'd been off playing golf for four years that was my fourth or fifth round of the season and it was bad like we it <laughs> oh it beat me up pretty good it beat me up pretty good because it's so long too right like there's six decks i think there um mm-hmm. and we were we were playing like what would be a equivalent to like your second from the back and it was just i think it played 6800 yards or something just way too long for me at the time so punish me Dude,
0: punish me i, man. I like- 61 to 62 range that's usually the t's the i'll play when I yeah of course I, I mean there's no reason to punish your 68 it's like jesus buddy we're not hitting 300 off the tee like,
1: yeah i was with my brother my brother's a pretty competitive golfer right like he's 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 quite good and like he's not long off the tee um and he's not like a really long iron player or whatever just very consistent like really good game really smooth swing and uh yeah like he shot well i think he he was I don't know plus 10 or something, shot like an 80 or something, yeah. right in around yeah. there. Um, but yeah, it ate me up pretty good. I'm not uh, I'm not posting that score anywhere oh, here.
0: I, I have to say, too, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention my beloved Lakeview in the west end of Toronto.
1: Yeah, you mentioned that one to me. Yeah, so
0: the best, the best Muni in you uh, know, in Canada, an unbelievable course. I, I love that place with all of my heart. It's my favorite, my favorite course for the rest of my life. Love it, love it, love it. So, right on. Yeah, That's I, I had.
1: What's uh, that's kind of like a parkland style, right? I think I looked it up. It's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Because I played, um, it looked when I was looking at it, it looks similar, very similar to I played Kawartha this year quite a few times. Uh, a couple of my friends are members there. And when I first played it, I was kind of like, eh, like it's a top 100 course. I, was, I thought, you know, and then I went back and back and back. And every time I went, I felt like more and more in love with this course. And I actually had my low round of the year there. Um, and I think I, <laughs> Uh, seventy six. Which that's your low round too, right? Okay, okay. Of my life. Yeah.
0: Of my life, yeah. Yeah.
1: So we got a few bucks yeah. to put down this year coming up, I guess. But no. uh you know I,
0: mean? I, can't play. I had a. Oh, no. let's go play now. I don't
1: care. Go. <laughs> yeah, I don't give a shit. I'll go play now. I got the net down in the basement. I got the net down in the basement. I got the mat. Let's do it. But uh, yeah, I I was thinking too. Um, like I was just like cruising through some of these groups I'm on on marketplace, and somebody had the Opti shot out, and I thought like, you know, maybe I could like underpin the floor here knock the floor down a couple feet in the basement just build something up i got a huge garage too but it's so cold man it's so cold once you get this far east it's freezing out here sam like we can't (laughs) we can't be playing in the garage out here but um definitely black Bear is is one to check out and and uh if you're out this way is is very nice uh you got to have a you got to have a member with you but what's that this
0: summer we'll uh... This summer, you know, Ali and I will come out and the four of us will go out and play a couple rounds. Maybe you and I can sneak away for a couple, have a few pops. It'll be yeah. great.
1: Yeah, there's so many nice courses out this way. Like just up uh, the 115, like Baxter Creek and Black Diamond. The, the layout's not great at Black Diamond, but it's a great deal. But Baxter Creek is probably one of the best deals in Canada. Like it is phenomenal. Uh, we'll definitely go and uh, we'll go and check them out. But I appreciate it, Sam. Appreciate you taking the time coming on. Love the uh, the videos that you guys do on uh, the golf guys. So hopefully there's there's more content to check out this year. Everybody knows Sportsnet, the Fan 590. Go give them a follow. Check out Sam McKee. Pretty awesome stuff. thanks Mike. All right, Sam, take it easy. Thanks a lot.
0: Yeah. Bye for now. I got a check, man. My single ball speed, rate that bash, And where that ball land, watch this on my hand. Is yours not the time, man? Yeah, that's my garment. I feel like Ron, man.